You are listening to episode number 53 of the Water and Stone Church podcast. My name is Dita Randolph, and this is the sound of my voice. And I'm Jenny Randolph. Welcome back. So what are we talking about for the gather round part of our show? Oh, well, I want to talk about the movie that we just, uh, the movie that we just saw, The Shape of Water. Yeah, man. So good. Oh my gosh. What a beautiful film. Really, really, um, I was impressed. I was, I think that that's, that's the word. And I mean, you go into it knowing that it's, yeah, I mean, it won some, and, and it, he's you, amazing and Golden right. Globes and all of that sort of thing. And he's never made a movie that I disliked. No, no, not even the Hellboy movies. I yeah. love those. Yeah. You know, they're great and they're fun to watch and they're interesting. And, and Pan's Labyrinth was a little bit of a downer, but it was, that one was work, but just gorgeous. Right. And, you know, there were some of the messages that were, kind of on the nose, but I really appreciated the other subtle messages throughout the film too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm not, you know, obviously you know us, we're not going to do spoilers or anything (laughs) like that. But if you haven't seen it yet, try to go and see it. It is, it is worth, there's not a lot of movies that I want to spend a whole bunch of money to go see. Like, there's a lot of it, movies you can wait to come out right. on video or whatever. I mean, I mean the whatever. new Jumanji movie, yeah. If that's if that's out, we'll watch it on our, our TV. But I'm not paying $60, $70 to go and watch Jumanji. Right, to watch other I'm just, I, I don't know. It is it is what it is. It's just what, what I do. And it doesn't I lo- feel the, like I love right the movies, use. but it, yeah. it, it doesn't. It feels kind of like, oh, well, why do we do this? Big blockbusters like... Star Wars or any of the Marvel stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It is an event. We go. It's it's part of it for sure. Um, but this is definitely one that you must see on the big screen, in my opinion. Well, I think so too because visually it is a work of art. You know, for one thing, Guillermo del Toro makes such gorgeous spectacle movies. And... uh for that reason, for the sake of you want to be immersed in the moment that that he's giving you. But also I think the story itself bears that level of attention. You know, sometimes when there's a movie on at home, stuff happens. A phone rings. A dog needs to be let out. People get distracted. The etiquette around whether or not you should pick up your phone and look at it is different, for example, when you're watching a movie at home. And this movie deserves your attention because of the amount of love and artistry that went into it. There's so much to say about it. It's hard to talk too much about it without giving away spoilers. But one of the things I love about Guillermo del Toro's movies is that they almost always center around some kind of a monster, quote-unquote monster. Mm -hmm. And very often the the monsters are the protagonists are the lovable characters are the people who are worthy of your attention and the people who look normal you know are uh, quote unquote normal are the real problem and there's something really beautiful about that about not judging by appearances and that's a theme that goes through all of his movies i think but i think there's something really beautiful about really paying attention to what's going on behind, beneath, above the appearances. And especially in this movie about what is the nature of love? How does it work? What do you do about it? Where do you feel it? How do you express it? The whole thing. I really think this movie's about love in a real, a very real way. I do too. I love the theme of silence throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie. And I think that that plays a 
particularly important role for obvious reasons. Um, the main, uh, the leading lady, um, she is mute. She doesn't speak throughout the movie. And I'm not really giving anything away no, when I say that. No, you know that, that from the previous. Um, yeah. But the people are seek, people seek out the silence. It's really interesting. Um, I would love, if, if you've seen it or you're planning on seeing it or anything like that, I would love just a full-on, and maybe we can revisit this to where we can just do a full-on, you know, movie critique of, of everything or something along those lines. And maybe maybe just even for a future podcast, maybe we can go back and look at older movies and, and pick out that spiritual theme and really have a little bit of fun with it. But you really do get a lot out of it. But at the very, very minimum... It is just beautiful. It is worth your time. Go experience something that's going to make your heart beat a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, make you a little bit teary and, and feel something. Oh, I, I thought I it think, was moving. And it's important to be moved, you, you know? Let's be the kind of people who look for that. But I got to tell you, you know, expository dialogue is weak storytelling. And how many movies do you watch where somebody's like, yeah, but you're a lawyer and she loves you. I mean, that's... You're basically reading something to me to remind me where I am in the in the advance of the right. plot. And not just in a movie, but in real life. Let's be the kind of people who are less interested in telling me. Don't tell me you love me. Show, Show me. me. Right. Show me what this looks like. It's great to talk about, well, I'm a Christian and that means X, Y, and Z. You know what? Show me. There's something really important about that as a Christian, as somebody in a relationship, as a person involved in the political process, as a, as a citizen of planet Earth, whatever you want to say, stop talking about it and and let me see what that looks like. And so I think there's something really beautiful and, and I found particularly inspiring about the whole experience. Yeah, highly recommend. 10 out of 10. Go <laughs> do it. Excellent awesomeness. Well, since we're talking about things and appearances and things that are beautiful and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> I it's it's not so much of a maybe it's a confession, maybe it's more of just I don't I don't know what this is. Um but I felt like it it was important to talk about. Um there's something that I'm trying. I don't know if it's going to work. I have tried it for a couple of times um in recent years for a few weeks at a time, but I'm really trying to be on purpose about it. And let me explain. So now that I've prefaced it, let me explain. Yeah, I'm already kind of wondering what in okay. the world I'm scared. So I love clothes. I love fashion. I really appreciate the trends. I really appreciate the work that fashion designers use and their minds and I, I it's something that I really do and have always appreciated well even as a person with not a, I have very little style as you know I pretty much live in t-shirt and jeans that sort of thing um I get that fashion is art that has a function that you can wear that makes a statement out in the world and I'm a fan of the Project Runway show for example so I get it yeah, even in yeah. my own so, little so way I'm, I get I'm, it it's, right. it's something that I really love it's something that I have loved since I was nine or ten years old I've just always had the magazines I've always just kept up I really do I really do appreciate the fashion but I also appreciate the art on that side and and I'm kind of always up to date like for example 
The Pantone color of the year of, for 2018 is called Ultraviolet. And it's a beautiful shade of purple and it's there, you know, it's coming out all over the place. And so when I was designing all of the thumbnails and stuff and the set for, for the month of January for this day, you're going to see all kinds of shades of purple and probably nobody else is going to ever notice that in the, all those four videos for January that that's what's happening. But I really do take care to plan that out. The other side of that is that I love makeup. I think it kind of goes hand in hand. It 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 just works, right? So you kind of coordinate it. But I have an obscene amount of eyeshadow palettes and various foundations and everything else. It's it's a problem. Well, it's not a problem. It's it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing. Let's well, just, let's just we, leave it at that. We, okay. one of, we started this church in our house. And one of the things that we had a very strong uh, percentage of was teenagers. We started, there was a lot of teens meeting as part of the beginning of this. Yeah. Inevitably, the teenage girls who have come over here to our house once a week or whatever would make a pilgrimage to see your makeup display it's mm -hmm. it's like it's like the i don't even know what it's like i don't have words for it it's it's uh it's the the first bloom of spring or something <laughs> it's a lot of fun it's fun to play so anyway but in order for me to get the ultimate use out of the clothes that i love and the makeup that i love and really paying attention to that i have decided that I am going to, I had to come up with some kind of system to be able to do that. And again, this is a crazy person talking. Just keep that in mind. Um, but so what Later I- Later on this recording, this I know, podcast will be exhibit A I in know, something. I know, I know. They'll be like, let's go back and listen to this in, insanity, right? Well, this is, you know, January 2018, she cracked. No, but what I'm doing is, is that I am picking a color for the week. In, in my clothes. And okay. what that is allowing me to do is it's allowing me to kind of go through everything and really decide, okay, this is this is what I'm going to wear. I Sunday night, I put out, I put together all my outfits. I have a place where I hang them. Everything's together. And I pick one or two eyeshadow palettes that coordinate with it and I use them all week long. And I think what that is enabling me to do is to really take a great look. Do I really like this stuff? Do I like what I'm wearing? Do I really like this eyeshadow still? Or am I just holding on to it for sentimental reasons? And I've been doing it now for about three weeks. And I have to tell you, I've either A, fallen in, fallen back in love with the stuff that I own, which is such an amazing feeling. I mm -hmm. really like that. It's like, hey, this is this is something that I like. Why don't I reach for this more often? Why don't I use well, this more often? Well, there's a certain often? kind of prosperity that comes from wanting what you already have. There's something really interesting so, about that. And it's a different cultural value than what we're taught. It is. So that has happened. But the other thing that has happened is, is that I've been able to eliminate pieces that I am just not... Um, I'm just not using that. It, it's it's not exciting to me. There's nothing wrong with them. And I've been able to sort of just go, well, you know, okay. And for some reason in my brain, it just helps to go through and do it based on color and based on, okay, do I have enough? Not only that, but it's sort of filling 
holes in my wardrobe. So like if I want, I didn't have the right pair of black pants, you know, out of, I had four pairs of black pants, none of them were exactly right. So I was able to eliminate some and then put something back in that actually I liked and that was working. And so it was, it's been an exercise for me. And I know, I don't know why I brought this up. I don't know why I'm talking (laughs) about it, but I just thought, Maybe if you are starting out the new year and you're trying to get your head around some sort of organizational system or you're dealing with prosperity or you have some kind of resolution or something like that, it kind of ties in. Um, I was going to start putting pictures up, but I'm not sure. So let me know. Write to me. Let me know if that's something that you would like to see. And and I'm happy to share. I could see I, that on the Fill Your Hungry Soul Instagram or something yeah, maybe, like that. Yeah, maybe. I haven't decided yet. Like I said, I'm a little bit scared because it's such a crazy idea. It's kind of not What, nutty. laying your clothes out like garanimals at the beginning of the week? But it's not, it's not really <laughs> It's not garanimals because, okay, things don't have to match. They have to go. And, and All so right. I'm You've not, already I'm lost not, me because I'm is, not talking about just having everything match and I'm wearing pink every single day. I get up in the uh, morning and it's, I have, I have many black t-shirts. I have a couple of gray t-shirts and I think I have one dark blue, but it might actually be black and I just can't tell the difference. And I'll pick one of those and, and a pair of jeans and I'm off to the races. And I understand that, but I love this so much and my life is just getting busier and I wanted a way to still be really interested in fashion and still really take the time I to take it. care of myself. Yeah. So anyway, if if you want more information about it, just write to me and let me know. And like I said, I, I'm not sure why, but it is helping me. I've been doing it for three weeks and I'm loving it so far. Maybe in the middle of the year, you'll get an update. Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? So as we dig in, I wanted to start by reading a part of scripture that I, I came across the other day. And I hadn't, for whatever reason, I hadn't reviewed this in a while. So I wanted to, it just really stuck out for me. And this is, uh, this is Hebrews chapter 12, verses 26 through 29. It goes like this. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised. Yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of what is shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us give thanks, by which we offer to God an acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For indeed, our God is a consuming fire. There's a lot of stuff in there that... That was that's the whole thing. That's once again that's uh, Hebrews twelve twenty six through twenty nine. There's a lot of stuff in there that very biblical consuming well, fire. That, yeah, that's you that's know. the kind of stuff that we tend to read things like you know let us love one another. You know uh, have this mind in you that was in Christ Jesus our Father. We like the warm and fuzzy passages. And, ten- and there's something really great about the warm and fuzzy stuff. I love that. We all love that. We're sure. all drawn to that. But I gotta tell you, and this is a theme that I like us dealing with and it comes up from time to time we have come from a background of hail fellow well met kind of spirituality where god is good and so everybody's allowed to be happy all the time and that's profoundly true going back to one of the warm and fuzzy passages jesus says i came that your joy might be full i like that 
And it's very different from a model of Christianity where you're supposed to be angry and suffering and miserable and hopefully making sure other people are angry and suffering and miserable all the time where, where spiritual merit is marked by how awful your time is so that you want heaven more or something like that. But we could be accused, just like those people are accused of cherry-picking passages out of the Bible mm -hmm. to support the suffering or, the hands of an or, angry God. or to support separation or bigotry or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, you cherry-pick. Sure. I would say new thought people or new, you know, the new age people, we cherry-pick too about all the sweet, nice little passages. And yeah. so um, the tendency is, is to not get into the really nitty-gritty. And when we are faced with, discussion about passages like this one maybe not so well equipped well and that's really where i wanted to go with that i'm glad you said that because a big part of it is if that's all you know then what happens when life isn't rosy because you and i and everybody else knows what it feels to be shaken like what's talked about in the passage that i just read you and I know what it feels like. Everybody knows what it feels like to have moments in life where you don't know which end is up, where it just feels like the earthquake won't stop. You know, I've got friends in San Francisco uh, because of the day job and that sort of thing. And I remember one of them was telling me about experiencing his first earthquake. He had moved from the Midwest where that's just not a thing. Right. And it's, he said the thing that's so scary is there's really, I mean, you, you're supposed to get to a safe place and all that, but the safe place is shaking too. And there's something profoundly upsetting about there not being a place you can go. So I, I really want people to feel equipped to find a safe place, even in the shaking. It's okay if you're in the middle of something and you don't know which end is up. You're not expected to always have rosy times in fact aren't you supposed to go looking for challenge not looking for hardship but looking for challenge i mean you know mountain climbers don't look for the easy slope there's not much point in that so there's something okay about saying you know what i found a part of my life that is shaken up and in fact when you look at the history of your life those moments have led to something profound. Think back at your life. The, the times when you had to fight for something or the times when you just didn't know how it was going to work. I mean, Jenny, think about the stories that we tell our kids. And it's not that we didn't have it in the old day speech, but it was, wow, this was a real victory. And we tell those stories because we want to inspire our kids when, when that, that sort of thing happens in their life. But it's also because those are the moments when we knew that we could get through anything, when we knew that, that our love could, could pass through the fire of the hardship of just living life with two kids and, and whatever, and those sorts of moments. When we romanticize uh, having a storefront church and only a couple of people would show up to the darn thing, there are moments when life is pretty shaky. But ask yourself in those moments, what part of my life can be shaken? Well, I think they're absolutely the hard times and the difficult times or the time of growth or whatever you want to call them. They're, they're absolutely defining. Mm -hmm. they, they define where you're at, what you're going to do, who you are deep down inside and and what your reaction might be. And I think it's important to acknowledge that your first reaction to those life events that go on isn't always 
the best answer, <laughs> but it's also important to know that it's also not the final answer. So I know when things happen to me, my first response is anger. It's always I get ticked. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, why is, you know, how dare you? How dare this? How dare life? I am a good person. I deserve I am a I am a child of God, you know, what the what the heck? I right. what what the heck is going on, you know, blah blah blah. And you know, so you go through that and so you know, anger, frustration, and I know that your first response typically is is usually just feeling kind of down about it. You get you get you're you get eeyore like. Yeah. You know, when, that's when that's the, the that's when, the tendency. When reality doesn't match imagination uh-huh or okay. your plans or whatever that's what i mean i've yeah. imagined that life is going to go a certain direction sure you can tell a lot about a person by the way they respond you tend to get angry mm-hmm. at those moments i tend to get bummed out at those moments mm-hmm. but neither one of those those are that's okay that's what i was gonna say neither- first response i'm not talking about first response I, i'm saying that those those first human emotional responses they're fine, you know, and and you, you're not really gonna because when I think back, like you like you were talking about the stories, when we think back, we think about a a feeling of victory or overcoming or something like that. I don't remember. Chances are, I was probably pretty ticked off about at someone or something that was going <laughs> on, um, but I don't I don't remember those sp- specific instances. Um, so what I'm saying is that if you're going through something right now and you're still feeling bummed out or mad or sad or um you know or any any number of emotions you'll get through that too you know and so i i wanted to just take a moment to acknowledge that your first emotional response to hardship or your life getting shaken up um is not the final is not the final result right you kind of come through that there's this great moment at the end of the book of jonah and go read it i'm not going to go there again jonah's one of my favorite books it's probably the shortest book to talk about i mean it is the shortest book physically but as far as the message very clear but um there's this part at the end where jonah's upset and god goes basically he says you're getting attached to all the wrong things right you're getting you're getting upset about something that you've been around for a day something that's not permanent what needs to be your focus is love and and forgiveness and growth these are the things that remain and there's a great passage in there, and I think about that all the time. And there's the Old Testament version, and the New Testament version is when Jesus says, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. In other words, what are you getting hung up on? Right. And so I think when you have that first reaction, and it is totally acceptable. Yeah. Don't my, start clobbering yourself. Yeah. Well, but, my, my, my typical, here's my typical pattern, and I'm sure I'm not the only person that goes through that. Something goes on that I wasn't planning or that wasn't in my plans or, and and has outwardly a, a financial effect or a health something effect or something. Yeah. yeah, something something's gone on, right? First response for me, anger, lashing out either at other people, the situation, to the air, at myself, whatever. Come back to center, still dealing with a little bit of the fear because we all know that that's where all of these negative emotions yeah, come from. Yeah, all of it boils all down to All of it to, comes down to, to fear. fear. So you're still right. dealing with the fear. And then you're in, okay, I'm fixing it on the material level. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, 
trying to trying to you know plug up the the hole in the wall and water's coming through and it's sh- <laughs> shooting out and everything else and and um you know you end up not having enough fingers to plug all the holes right. in the in, all of a in, sudden in, you're in into the Warner duck, Brothers right? cartoon yeah, yeah exactly and then you figure out okay well I might be okay this might be all right oh okay da, 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 da. and then you realize well I I have you get to your wits end and you're like I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Um, the moment of surrender happens and you're just like, okay, well, all right, don't know. Don't know how this is going to work out, whatever. And you are so tired or so hungry or so worn out that you have given yourself however long you need to do. Usually for me, it's about a day, about just a really rotten day. And then you let it go. And then all of a sudden, the answers come through. Yeah, because and you, you finally and shut and up. Yeah, and you're you, okay. You get out of the way. And yeah. then you go, why do I do this to myself? Mm-hmm. And I have done that pattern. And I'm like, why do I ever doubt? God takes care of us. Why should we ever go through this? Why do we ever do this? And and it's exactly what we're talking about. When your life gets shaken, all of that stuff falls away. And the only the real stuff ends up staying. Right. And I think that what I want to do is I want to get better at when all of that stuff shakes away, when all of that, the stuff that doesn't matter falls away, I'm not getting upset that it's falling away well, because I and think that a, that's the answer. Well, and there's there's even another level too where some folks will get upset that they're upset. So in other words, oh, I'm mad about this. I know I'm not supposed to be mad about it. Boy, I'm sure mad that I'm mad. And then you can really spiral and then you can add another day or two to the process. But it all makes me think of, you said some important things in there so much. Um, it makes me think of, actually, there's a little little chunk that Ellen DeGeneres used to do in her stand-up million years ago, before she got a show, before all of that. I'm a big comedy nerd, so I remember watching this. It was like on an HBO special or whatever. I think she probably still had the mullet. Yeah, no, this was definitely <laughs> mullet and vest Ellen. Yeah, okay. Um, but she talked about how you go to an amusement park and you pay money for your ticket and you wait in line, so there's a tremendous financial and physical investment in riding a roller coaster and it's scary and you go down the hills and there's a loop and all of that people pay for that experience and they say we and all of that mm-hmm. through the process well when you're on an airplane and there's bad turbulence people freak out and they get scared or they get mad at the pilot doesn't he know what he's doing and all of that well it's the same experience she's like right. so i started saying we and there's a whole <laughs> there's a whole chunk in her stand-up about it and it's really funny because she's a genius and all of that, but there's also a really good point in there. What's the difference between the the the, the airplane turbulence and Big Thunder Mountain? The difference is that some, your expectations, well, your your mindset of what is supposed to quote unquote supposed mm-hmm. to happen. Yeah. So there's the expectation, and also there's a level of of ego investment where you go, okay, well, yeah, but this this plane flight, this is real, and the roller coaster isn't real, and then but then you have to go. Yeah, but what's real? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the question that can get you from a moment of enjoyment to a moment of anguish or vice versa, because you have to go, now, what is really happening here? Mm-hmm. The scripture says, um, the removal of what is shaken, that is created things so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Created things, the Bible says, are the things that can be shaken. In other words, we're talking about the difference between, and we've been talking about this the past couple of episodes of the podcast, actually. We're talking about the difference between source and channel. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. We're talking about the difference between source and creation. It's so easy to miss the point. It's so easy to golden calf this thing and decide to start worshiping a thing that you made. How often do people decide that something out in the material world is going to solve their problem? Another person or another product to put in the closet next to last year's set of products that were going to solve lives' problems. All now, of that. don't be talking about closets. We just I'm <laughs> I'm solving that problem. No, I'm talking no. about Ron Popeil <laughs> thinking. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. No, I know. It's I'm that, just teasing. You. It's that level of okay, my life is a big mess, but if I can glob this new product, this new thing, this new practice, this new method, this new book, this new guru, this new spiritual talisman. Oh, everybody used to do crystals, but now we're burning sage around here. Oh, wait, you got to get a dream catcher. Whatever it is. The idea that something outside of you can fix you is always golden calf thinking. You can't expect to get source from a created thing. At best, at best, the created thing can point to where it came from. If you look closely, every created thing bears the fingerprints of the creator, but you can't mistake the pointer for the thing it's pointing at. And that's the problem that happens a lot. So once again, if it's a created thing, don't worship it and don't get hung up on it. Right. It is absolutely the case that you might lose your job. You might not be with the same romantic partner. You might not look physically the way you looked in high school. Maybe the size changes. You know, you might X, Y, and Z. Physical things, material things, created things change. Things get shaken up in the outer Every day in a million different ways. Your car has more miles on it today than it did yesterday. Now, you can freak out about depreciation all day long, but all it does is make you miserable and no one will want to have lunch with you. Mm -hmm. Life is like that. Yeah. You can decide to get shaken by the things that get shaken. Or you can go, wow, Life is telling me exactly what I need. I mean, when you think about it, everything that we really want is show me God. Right. Show me love, the big love, capital L. Show me truth. Show me beauty. Show me courage. Show me the stuff that really matters. That's what our hearts are homesick for all the time. Right. And and life is actually showing you all the time in positive ways because you get inspired, you get moved by beautiful things. Well, I was going to say, the material stuff that I surround myself with and and you know the way that I decorate my home or again you know going back to the right use of my clothes and my makeup and everything like that I think that what that that does at the very best of me using it at its very best is to remind me that I'm worth it to remind me that this is something that that um makes me feel um closer um, to who I am on the inside, but there comes a problem if I can't run out to the grocery store without a face full of makeup. There's a difference between enjoying what that material does for you, and and if you use it, and if you don't, then then that's fine. You know, but everybody's got their little things. This is just sure. I'm just talking about. But me material here. things but cannot, cannot tell you who you, who you are. are. Exactly. That's the thing. Exactly. If it, if it can get shaken up. And and I think that you should shake it up. And I think that you should examine your life and the things, not only the things, but also the people that you surround yourself with and really ask yourself, does this make me the best that I 
that I want to be? Well, does it remind me that I can do better? Does it remind me that I'm worth it? It's one of the reasons that I don't keep clothes that I can't fit in in my closet. There's no way. Everything in my closet I can wear <laughs> because I refuse to go into that closet and be reminded that I'm five pounds heavier than I was a year ago. Nope, not doing it. Or, you know, or you know, oh, I'm just going to keep this, this larger size because you know what, just in case case I might, I might have to do that. Uh Uh-uh, no. The other thing that that does, just to beat this whole metaphor into the ground is if you're holding on to that stuff, it's saying that nothing else is going to be provided. And so whenever I'm having trouble letting go of something material about, ooh, I might need this or and I go, you know what? If I need it again, God's going to provide it. Right now, someone else needs this more than I do and I'm not using it. If I need another version of this, it's going to be A, a better version, and B, God's going to provide well, it. Done. If Over. you need if Let it you go. need rainy day stuff to feel safe, it also means that you need rain. Right. You've included that as part of your identity. Better to be the kind of person for whom rain may come and go and it doesn't alter the truth of you. It doesn't tell you who you are. There's something really, really powerful about deciding to derive identity from something unshakable. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying, we find that in inspiring, beautiful moments, but we also find it in moments when things are hard. You can decide, wait a minute, if it can come and go, it's not the truth about me. And there's something really beautiful about deciding to let it go when it's time for it to go. I'm not telling you to burn all your stuff, but I'm no. saying... But I'm saying stuff is fun. Stuff is good. And again, at its best, it can remind you of your connection. It can remind you that you're worth something. Right. But I'm saying when it goes, it's actually a wonderful, blessed, freeing moment. The last line in this little passage is, for indeed our God is a consuming fire. That's the thing. As you advance along this spiritual path, you're going to get more and more clear on, wow, the living this way with integrity, living this way with love, living this way with honor means I've got to let some stuff get consumed. Mm-hmm. My old ideas about what I'm supposed to be, the stuff I grew up with about how I was no good or my attachment to some kind of physical way of getting joy or whatever it was, the God life consumes what's not true. That's what happens. Let it. Because what comes out at the other side is something more pure and more lovely than what we can imagine right now. It's time for our Listen Up segment. And this question comes from Amy M. And she asks a very interesting question. I think one of the reasons that I wanted to answer this question. It's not particularly spiritual, but I'm as in my advancing years, it is something that I have had trouble with myself. And I, um, 
I was just interested in it. So there you go. I, well, I get to pick the questions and that's why I picked Well, them. I love, I, yeah, we take turns. Each one of us picks a question each week and this is one that you picked. But I, I want to remind people that if they want to send in a question, there's lots of ways to do it. You can send an email to info at waterandstonechurch.com or go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com and go to the contact page and fill that out. You can contact us on social media. You can call us and leave a message. There's a lot of ways. Please keep the questions coming. It's just so much fun to know what you want to know. So Amy M. asks, do you have any suggestions for going to sleep at night? Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. No, but I, there's, there's a couple of things that I do. Um, not that we are sponsored or anything like this, but, and I think <laughs> You've that already talked about I've the talked damn about pillow. this a thousand times, but my Casper pillow, <laughs> so amazing. Um, if anybody is listening to this and you work for Casper or know Casper, you know, send, Come on, send, you know, yeah. send them our way. You yeah. know, it can't hurt anything. No, but I really do. I'm a big advocate of making your space conducive to, to rest. And I think that that is the first that's the first step. A lot of this stuff that we talk about, and we've talked about this time, you know, shaking up the material stuff and, and everything like that. Just because something is pretty doesn't mean that it's functional. And that's something that I had to learn because I like very pretty things in my bedroom. And sometimes they just don't work. You got to go, you got to go functional over, mm -hmm. over style, you know? Sure. Um, so I think that one of the things that I enjoy is making my space conducive to rest so we don't work in our room we don't have uh, you know it's uh, we like our room fairly dark some people like it light but make it the way that you want it um make sure that your bed is comfy make sure that your pillow is comfy you know do do those kinds of things um and so we start on the outer and we work inner and i have a wonderful lotion from lush it's um it's 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 got lavender and it's beautiful and I tend to put that on, um, you know, and 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 just things things like that. Well, if you can sort of set the stage, that's of, what I'm this saying. This is a place yeah. where sleep happens. So and it's a routine for me because and it's sending me signals that that okay, it's 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 time for sleepy time now. Yeah. You know? So you can do a lot of things to sort of put the stake in the ground. Right. You can you can make the room you know a certain temperature you can make sure that you've got, got nice things or you can make sure and this is a big deal and you can read about this all over the place you should not do anything but sleep mm -hmm. you know it, it, there should be no work going on right and i know a lot of people use their phones as alarms i do too they say you shouldn't but i'm okay with using it as long as i am you'll never find me laying in bed doing work on my phone Right. You know, yeah, you, you shouldn't exactly. because yeah, you're you sending shouldn't. yourself the wrong message. And in fact, you can go a little bit further that like, for example, if you go to bed at 11, you should probably do nothing with a screen right. after about after, 10 o'clock. Yeah, for that about sort an of hour thing. before you do. Because you, no more stimulation. You yeah. Know, it's, it's the wrong what, blue light or whatever. I don't know. But it's the wrong. You don't want your brain to be working on that level. Exactly. Read a book. Yeah, if, you, if you're yeah, you know if you're feeling restless, different. yeah, I agree. But so we work, like I said, we work from the outer, outer and in, the inside. And I think um, I have to, I have to decompress. I have to have a time. Um, and I think that this is what you're talking about. Nothing with a screen or something like that. So I think doing my inner work is 
changing it up, shaking it up a little bit and, and having my routine be, you know, okay, we're done now. I'm not going to be thinking about the stuff that I have to do, the stuff that I didn't get done. I think there's a release there. There's a, there is a flow. This is like, all right, I did really good today. I did the best that I can and I release all of it to the greater good and I'm just going to be at peace tomorrow is another day and I'll accomplish what I can tomorrow but today I did the best that I can there are some days where it's just like you know what I really could have done better but you release that too and I so I think the threefold pattern is make your space nice and conducive to sleeping stop what you're doing and release the cares of the days away and then I think the last step to it is just um count your blessings you know and I think that that gives you and I guess step two and step three are kind of the same but for me they're very different okay what do you think well and I think that that's that's sort of a Ben Franklin thing too he would say at the end of every day what good have I done today Mm. and so I I like that I like me and Ben Franklin have something in common yes indeed um no, the, the the idea is to focus on what you got done versus what you didn't get done. Because you can spend some time as a productivity nerd talking about all the things you didn't do. And that will in no way help them to get done. Mm-hmm. The beginning of your day is supposed to be about what good shall I do today. To once again use a Ben Franklin thing. But at the end of the day, well, what, what good did I do? And so counting your blessings, part of counting your blessings is look at all these cool things I did. And even if you didn't do a lot of physical things, you know, you didn't split the atom today. Did you get ready to? Right. Did you make room for something in your life? Think about that sort of thing. And you can also spend a little bit of time when you're really quiet, when your eyes are closed, just sort of feeling the next level of that. So you can go, okay, well, what does it look like? What would it feel like if I was in my dream home? Mm-hmm. or solving this problem? What would it Nighttime look like? Nighttime is a really nice time to visualize. Yeah. Even if even if you can't sleep, even if you're not going to sleep for hours and or you, you wake up or something like that, don't, don't curse it. Use the time. Use that time. I'm up. I'm awake. What am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, and use the time to good, create a vision. You know, understand that God has a better idea. Don't get hung up on something in particular. But in the same way that a basketball player will visualize the slam dunk, even though there's a lot of other factors of the game that they don't have any control over, Mm -hmm. take a moment and feel how it feels to be whatever your version of happy, loved, prosperous is in this moment. It'll change tomorrow. Let it change tomorrow. But in this moment, take some time. And there's a lot of other things you can do. You can meditate there's a lot of beautiful books on how to do that. But I think at the end of the day, I would inv- invite you to take a minute and go, okay, I've got these problems I can't, I cannot seem to get past. That's what's keeping me up. Ask yourself, what does God think about those problems? I love that. What does God think about it? Because, and we've talked a little bit about this in general, but specific to I'm restless because I got a lot on my mind. Take a minute to go, what does God think about my problems? Because it will get you to the place of a big picture. Mm. 
and it will keep you from fussing about the little details because you can't do anything about the details right now you're supposed to be sleeping you're in bed you can't go fix the hole in the fence or whatever it is or the hole in the relationship you're supposed to be sleeping now so give it to god and one of the ways you can practically give it to god is to ask yourself what do you think god thinks about this and it'll give you permission to let go and it might even give you permission to go to sleep All right, this is the part of our show where we check it out, and this is where we tell you what we're up to, where to find us, what's going on in the world of Water and Stone Church and all of that. And I want to let you know that there is so much, especially because we're getting ready to go to weekly services and all kinds of stuff. We're just amping things up and ramping things up in every direction. So we're not going to be able to talk about every single thing we got going on. So I want to let you know that the best way to get the details is to go to our website, waterandstonechurch.com. There's a a link at the top navigation that says gather, and it talks about the stuff we've got going on. There's a great calendar page. There's all kinds of announcements. You can also find us. We've got a great Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're very active on social media. There's lots of ways to keep up with us, and we would love for you to do exactly that. But with that in mind, here's some highlights. Wednesdays. There are a couple of things that go on Wednesday. Every Wednesday morning at 7.20, we have our sunrise walk. You've heard us talk about this a million times. It's a beautiful way to break up the week, Mm. get some exercise, great cup of coffee, good conversation. If you're headed our way on Wednesday morning, just drop us a line. Let us know that you're going to show up so that we don't miss you. If we do happen to miss you, just go ahead and take the walk. Get yourself some coffee. We are going to post... a route. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to break out my um, iPhone and my Nike app and I'm going to walk it next Wednesday and I'm going to take a screenshot of it and oh, so we'll, okay. so we'll be you. able to post it. That's a good it. idea. So that way, even if you're not walking with us, you can just have your own time and and just do it. But But we would love to be able to see you and to participate with you and for you to join us for that walk. We meet at North Shore Park. And again, all the information is on the website. Yeah, there's a map and everything else on the website. But North Shore Park's a big place, so drop us a line. It's a lot of of fun, and it's a great way to break up the week. And also, uh, one of the things we do to sort of end the week at the other side of things is on Sunday evenings, we meet for sunset. About a half hour before the sun goes down, you can find us at St. Petersburg Beach. We, we park at the Dolphin Village parking lot, just a little bit south of the public access area. Once again, there's a map and everything like that. But it's just a wonderful way to say thank you, God, for another week. And here we go for whatever's next. Yeah, it's worth your time. Um, I want to talk about YouTube and what we upload to YouTube during the week and mm. that you're not going to want to miss. Go subscribe. If you are subscribed you will and, and you have to click the little notification bell on our YouTube site, um, you'll be notified of all of the stuff that's going on. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Go <laughs> do that now. Stop, stop this podcast. It'll take you two seconds. Go and it's subscribe. It's super easy to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you subscribe to our Water and Stone Church YouTube channel, you'll get all a bunch of amazing shows, all kinds of cool stuff. Of course, everything is free and easy to access. You can watch it on your phone or whatever else. All you got to do, you can you can search for us when you go to YouTube, but the easiest thing to do is go to the website, waterandstonechurch.com, scroll to the bottom of any page, and there's icons for all of our social media stuff, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. 
Click on right. the YouTube link. You'll go right to the page, and then you can hit the subscribe button. We would love for you to do that. You're going to be glad you did. So Wednesdays, every Wednesdays um, in the evenings, uh, Dieter series, he is in the middle of a series called The Upper Room right now. It's all about prayer. You won't want to miss it. And it's it has its own playlist, so you can play them straight through. The, it's a wonderful series, and I'm, I've really been enjoying it. I've really... Um, it has upped my praying um, quite a few notches. <laughs> Your and, prey and, game. Yeah, no, really, my <laughs> prey game. Uh, that should be a t-shirt, but anyway... Um, it's been, it's been really great and I, I have absolutely adored it and I'm sure that you will too. And then on Friday afternoons, there is a new episode every Friday of this day. Um, have a little bit of a spiritual lesson, cook some really good food. Um, and, and it'd be really great. You can also get episodes of this day on the new thought channel. So I just wanted to give them a little bit of a shout out because they have been so wonderfully supportive. Um, and the new thought channel has a lot of different shows. If you're not subscribed, go do that. All kinds of inspirational stuff. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I've been a big fan since the beginning of the new thought channel. I think it's really neat, but I got to tell you yesterday, there was filming for the this day show here in our home and uh man there's some good food coming it was driving me nuts being around <laughs> the things that you were making it's awesome you're not going to want to miss an episode and again if you're just interested in one or the other or you're just interested in watching sunday services or you're just interested in watching Dieter's, or you're just interested in watching mine um there are playlists and you can just go and and get that information and and not have to deal with anything else so that's right again but you're gonna want to watch i was gonna say you're gonna want to watch all of it but but um anyway go subscribe that's that's that now the big deal around here is our sunday morning celebrations and i've talked about this a lot so i'll go fast uh sunday january 28th is our very last monthly service and the topic is Wild World. It's about making a difference in the world based on all the things that we've been talking about. This is when we carry our blessings into action. But the following week, which is February the 4th, February the 4th at 11 o'clock at USF Harbor Hall in beautiful downtown St. Petersburg, Florida, the finest city on the face of the earth. Um, that is our very first weekly service. We're going to meet every week, at every Sunday at 11 o'clock at Harbor Hall. And the very first Sunday, the topic is the world as we know it. And the basic idea is that miracles happen every day. All you got to do is know how and where to look. And when you do that, you unlock something. Everything about your life right now is pulling you into an even bigger life. It's time to start your hero's journey. It's the beginning of a whole new series of Sunday lessons about the hero's journey and about how you are the hero of your story. So you're going to want to be there on January 28th. You're going to want to be there on February 4th. This is the time to start bringing your friends and family because now it's going to be a weekly thing where you can make it part of your weekly life instead of a once a month. This is kind of a fun thing to do. This is going to be a part of who you are, and how you make a difference in the world. So please make plans to be there. There's details on the website, on Facebook, and everywhere else. But we really want you to be there for it. And finally, the best way and easiest way that you can keep in contact with us is text the word I am ready, all one word, no spaces, to 84576. We text what maybe once a week, you're kept informed, you'll get a newsletter at the very beginning of the month, and that's about it. But it is such an easy way 
to communicate and to get information. I highly recommend it. It's free. And, you know, everybody these days has free messaging. It's not going to cost you anything. Super easy. Just do it. Absolutely. Peter, it's time to wrap it up. Life is amazing and life is beautiful. But sometimes that beauty isn't felt in moments of positive inspiration. Sometimes the beauty is felt when things are so shaken up that we really have to question what's what. Let's be the kind of people who can welcome those moments too. Let's be the kind of people who can be shaken and stirred into action. Sometimes there are things that get taken away from us, and that's okay, because if it can go away, it wasn't the truth about us anyway. Let's be the kind of person who can say we in moments of turbulence, and life gets better. This podcast is recorded at Pinfeather Studios on the comfy orange couch. And the, the main person at Pinfeather, the boss of all this, and the person who makes all of this work by her sound engineering wizardry is the handsome and strong Raina Randolph. She's also one half of the music you hear. The other half is the lovely and talented Miles Randolph. This podcast is solely supported by you. And you know that that means three things. Thing one, share. Share episodes of the podcast. Share blog posts. Share the, the YouTube videos. We make it as easy as we can for you to be looking at or listening to whatever it is that you're looking at or listening to and click a button, just one button, to post it on your Facebook or retweet it or Instagram it or or send an email to somebody. If you're the kind of person that's interacting with what we put out, it means it's making some kind of a difference in your life, and that means there's somebody you know who could have that same kind of difference made in their lives too. Take a minute and share it with somebody. You might just change your life, and I know you're going to change everything for us. The second thing that you can do to help promote this podcast is to write a review. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether that's iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or Google Play or Alexa knows all about us, everything like that, take a minute and click the five-star button. You don't even have to write anything if you don't want to. But if you give us a five-star review, it lets the powers that be know that this podcast is something that they're going to want to promote to an even larger audience. And that gives us an even greater power to make a difference in the world. And finally, the thing that we're most excited about, the third way you can help support this podcast, and really everything we do is show up. Show up for this stuff. And by that, I mean show up digitally, subscribe to the podcast, like us on Facebook and all that, but also subscribe to the idea of being there with us, being a part of our physical community here in St. Petersburg, Florida. Every Sunday at 11 o'clock, there's something, there's part of this tribe, there's part of this message, there's part of this life that's going to make a difference in your world. Be there with us. You know how to find us. We're on the website. Come find us. Be there with us physically. It's going to change something for you. I promise. Have a great week. Get some rest. And don't be so afraid when things get shaken up.